welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show. I am your host, Alex Zuma. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Yoi Sigerson, founder and CEO of Crankwill. Uh, Crankwill were the winners of the best SaaS startup 2019 at uh, SaaS 19 in Dublin last October. Uh, and in this uh, discussion, uh, Yoi talks to me about the Crankwill strategy when it comes to events. Uh, they were attending at the first SaaS uh, uh, back in 2016 and totally crushed it. Uh, did the same at SAS.19, so some great insights that he has to share there. Um, we also get some insights into uh, how other startups often find it difficult to commit time, money to events, uh, his thoughts on that, how he measures return on investment on events, and the main ways that events have benefited at Crankwell. Listen on to the podcast uh, and learn how to uh, crush it at events like Crankwell. Yoi Sigurdsson, founder and CEO of Crankwell. Uh, welcome, Yoi. Thanks, Alex. Great to be here. Good to see you again. You were uh, recently in uh, Dublin at, uh, at, at SASTOC 19, um, uh, uh, for which we'll uh, get into a, l- a little bit um, later. Uh, I think it was your second time in Dublin as well, right? Second time Crankwell was at SASTOC. Uh, I've been to Dublin a few, few more times, but SASTOC, okay. yeah, second time. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, um, why don't you tell uh, the audience a little bit about yourself, who you are, um, you know, what Crankwheel uh, does, you know, why you founded the company? Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, Yeah. So Crankwheel, we do screen sharing for sales. And what we really do for our sort of ideal customers is we help them if they have a telesales team or an inside sales team. We help them go from being sort of a close in two or three calls type of company or type of sales department, really to being able to close on that first call with the help of screen sharing by, by enabling some new use cases that you can't really do with traditional web conferencing. Okay. Uh, and, and you yourself, um, so uh, who, who, who are you? <laughs> um, sure. Talk a bit yeah. about yourself and, uh, and uh, uh, where, where you're calling from. Sure thing. Uh, well, I've been in the uh, software industry for, uh, what, 23 years now, mm-hmm. uh, which ages me a little bit. Um, I'm from Iceland. Uh, at home, I have I have uh, six kids in my household, oh. so I'm a very busy man uh, running a startup. Um, I spent about ten years at Google, and and the rest of my career has all been you know doing startups, early employee, founder, co-founder, that kind of thing. Okay, uh, uh, six kids. You you uh, am running a startup. Very busy man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and are you are you based in uh, in Reykjavik? I am. Yes. Okay, very very nice place. Have been there uh, twice myself, but uh, yet to uh, only on business, so yet to go there for for for, for pleasure uh, as such. But uh, hope I can change that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, thanks for the introduction. Now, um, as we mentioned, um, you know, Crankwill uh, has been to Sastock twice. Uh, I think actually I saw you guys were at Slush as well last week. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, events is, uh, you, you know, part of the, uh, I guess kind of, you know, go to market strategy, um, for, for, for Crankwill. Um, tell us a little bit, uh, about that, like why, um, you know, as a, as a SaaS startup, uh, you, you know, you're participating in, in events. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, for us, it's actually been one of our best acquisition channels is going to events. Uh, we actually found our first customer outside of Iceland at Slush uh, four years ago, 2015. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have we have a bunch of customers we met at the first time we went to Sastock, like two years ago. 
Um, and uh, in general, we we still go to slush because it's it's although it's a generalist kind of conference, like it's a startup conference, quote unquote. Uh, we actually find that there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of relevant decision makers that that come there from corporates uh, across Europe, especially the Nordics. But also because you know we just have sort of a, a soft spot for it uh, since way back then. Uh, other than that, we mostly go to targeted conferences like Sastock, where we are there really to talk to an industry vertical that we've identified as being a, as being a good fit for Crankwheel, either either based on market research or based on just seeing you know a bunch of customers in that vertical start using Crankwheel through through our freemium plan or or finding us or spreading through word of mouth. So that's really why we started going to SaaS talk is that, you know, SaaS companies are a type of a, a, sort of a, an ideal customer type for us. Some of them are. Um, but yeah, events are very much part of our um, acquisition strategy. How, how many events uh, do you do per year? Uh, we probably do six or seven or eight, depending on the year. I would actually like to Im- increase that over time. It's a channel that is uh, that I think would scale very well just by going to events in more verticals. And also, um, like I know in one of the verticals we go to, which is called Local Search, uh, we go to almost all the events for the European part of that, but we don't go to all the events for the US part of that, just as an example. So we can probably scale that up. Uh, and, and a decision I made uh, a few months back was uh, that I would not let myself be a limiting factor in how many events we go to. You know, it's um, for me, it's easier to commit the money than for me to commit the time to go to an mm-hmm. event. Uh, so we're going to more events now, uh, whereas I don't go to, personally to all of them. I've been to, well, of course, I go to all the SaaS stocks, but uh, I've, I've been to two events in the last month. And uh, I mean, uh, I've had a great time it's been very valuable uh, also extremely exhausting um, yeah. but um, especially you know you're on your feet kind of all day uh, and then the, the evenings are generally kind of like packed with dinners and parties to attend you, you know it's, it's not a not a bad thing but generally you, know, you, d- you don't get a lot of uh, a lot of sleep um, but so it's uh, um, yeah good fun uh, but uh, hard work as well yeah, absolutely. It's very hard work. Uh, I, I, I found, uh, I mean, I, I thought Sastock was great. It was, it was a fantastic event for us. But I was thinking back to the week before was very stressful because we were organizing so many meetings and everything. And the week after it as well, because we were, you know, working through all the leads and everything. Uh, and of course, the week of, as you said, it's, it's packed with all these networking events and things. And since you're there, you want to make the most of it. So you don't get a lot of rest. But on the whole, it's a, it's a really great way to, uh, to introduce yourself to a lot of companies, get some brand exposure and, and, and find some leads. And, and so let's say um, so you, you've been doing events for, uh, for four or going to events for four years now with, you know, with Crankwheel. So I mean, how old is Crankwheel as a business? It's uh, almost five years. So we founded it in February 2015. Yeah. Okay. So it's still a startup and you've been going since, uh, you know, Crankville was uh, one years old to two events. Now, mm-hmm. we, we see that a lot of startups uh, and uh, very much understandably so uh, find it a difficult decision to attend events because of the time away from the office. Um, when you're in that survival mode, you know, time away from the office is you know, a real consideration. 
and also money as well, right? In that, you know, the first year of the business, really, I guess you're trying to keep the lights on. Um, and then to kind of say, well, like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend 500 euros on a flight, uh, you know, 1,000 euros for a ticket or even, you know, more on a sponsorship. Um, you, you know, it, it, I find that, you know, probably the, maybe the majority of uh, startup founders like at that stage would find it a very, very sort of difficult decision to make. So what was it sort of like with you that like, you know, one year into the business saying, look, we're going to do events and, um, you, you know, what, was, what were your thoughts uh, uh, around that? I have to say the, the initial time we went to Slush, it, we, it was kind of a fluke that we, that we actually went, uh, but I don't regret it. And it definitely shaped our sort of events focused strategy in terms of acquisition. Um, so there was uh, the sort of startup uh, ecosystem here in Iceland. Some of, the, some of the sort of supporting organizations here were organizing sort of a delegation of Icelandic companies to Slush. So I think in that first year, it was six or seven companies. Um, and this year, I think it was more like 20 or 30. So, so uh, it's been growing. Uh, so we were able to get, uh, you know, tickets a little bit cheaper, flights a little bit cheaper um, through that. And we were introduced to the event through that. Uh, then once we were there, we learned what a great way it could be to, to meet customers. The other thing I would say for you know startup founders and sort of early stage companies in particular is that there are lots of events sastak is an example of this where you can use it both as a way to meet with potential customers at your exhibition booth or by walking around depending on you know who's your target but also meet with potential investors i mean we're bootstrapped but we certainly you know in that first year um, we certainly saw saw slush as a great way to meet investors. And I know that uh, a number of, of companies that I'm familiar with that were going to Sastok this year from Iceland, uh, a number of them were there more to meet investors than to meet potential customers and some of them both. So it's, you know, you can do more than just one thing at a conference. Um, and overall, it's also a great way to just get in front of your um, sort of what you think is your ideal customer profile, right? And actually have face-to-face -face conversations with a number of people uh, who are your buying sort of persona and, and get the direct feedback that you're, you're not going to get by just looking at your stats or, or, you know, looking at crunching numbers essentially across your usage statistics. It's not the same thing. So uh, sometimes you need statistics, sometimes you need face-to-face -face conversations. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, definitely sometimes it's just good to get out of the office, right? And uh, get away from the desk and be with your, your peers and, um, you, you know, have a bit of founder therapy uh, or depending, you know, who, who's yeah. there. But uh, again, so many different objectives that can be achieved, uh, you know, conferences. Now, you mentioned earlier about, um, uh, I, and I think you, you used the example of Sastop that, you know, the week before you're kind of booking the meetings and you're prepping, you know, mm -hmm. then you've got the execution when you're at the event. And then afterwards, it's following up on the leads. Can you sort of dive into that a little bit more? Tell us about, you know, how sort of Crankwill really kind of, you know, prepares and executes and then, you know, follows up, um, you know, uh, around events. Absolutely. We, 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 uh, we like to use the sort of community tools that the conferences provide. Great one that Sastok had where you could sort of search uh, based on, you know, company name, based on title, that kind of thing. 
Um, and what we did was we, we searched for people who are in our sort of buyer persona. So people who are involved in the management of sales teams at SaaS companies. And uh, we started sort of reaching out to some of them. Um, first, first thing we did though was check if, uh, you know, who we, would, who we already knew at the conference and reach out to those just personally. Um, and then once we're, you know, talking to these personas, we would be, we would be saying something like, you know, um, we'd love to have a discussion about sales with you. Because uh, we're not, you know, we, you don't want to just pitch what you're doing, right? Immediately. And, and really, the, for me at least, and I was doing this, this part of the outreach, I, I, I was telling people I would love to meet, uh, meet with you at your booth or in a meeting table or, or you can come to our booth and get to know a little bit more about how you're doing sales in your company. And that was, that was the actual goal. It was not to sell them Crankwheel. It was to understand the sales landscape across SaaS companies a little bit better. And it was actually very helpful. I did a bunch of these meetings. Um, so th that was the main preparation we were doing. Uh, my, my co-founder was also looking at uh, who were the other exhibitors at the show. So to see if there were some where we might want to might walk up, maybe they could be a a uh, provider for us or or maybe you know there would be an opportunity to tell them a little bit about crankwheel although honestly when you are at a show and you're going to somebody's booth don't take up a lot of their time uh with something other than what they're there to sell because you know they paid for the booth <laughs> yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> yeah but you, you that happens all the time though P people come up to your booth and they'll try to pitch you on something um which is fine uh but but uh you know as a point of courtesy uh when you're if, if you're in sales, at least, you know, you don't want to waste people's time when they've paid for it. Definitely. Yeah. Good tips. But in, so with the, um, the number of events that you do per, per year, and I guess on each event, you know, how do you measure the return of investment from, from those that you go to? Sure. Uh, I mean, in general, what, what we do is, uh, uh, since we're mostly going to events in a, for a sales-focused kind of thing, we're usually looking for customers, uh, sometimes partners, but normally it's customers. So for us, it, it, it mostly boils down to uh, putting the leads into our CRM, you know, tagging them with the event where we met them. Um, and then as we do the follow-up and everything, we can, we can see uh, which of those turn into customers, uh, you know, or at least which of them perform well and so on. So in terms of the return on investment for us, we are usually just looking for, you know, a new customer or, or, or several new customers from the event, and, and that'll show us how it went. Um, but, but there are, uh, like I mentioned, the local search space where we, there's a, an organization called Cinda, which has these events for that, where you see mostly sort of European uh, yellow pages and local search companies. Uh, we go to almost all of those because we are sort of trying to blanket that industry. It's not a very big industry uh, and we've sort of established our brand. So so for those events, the return on investment is not just the sales. It's, it's also sort of intangible where, you know, it's, it's a brand kind of thing. Do you, or I mean, have you had uh, sort of like many events that you've gone to where you've got, had zero ROI and it just hasn't worked out? And, and what do you think was the reason if, if that is the case? So I, I recall one event where I think there was zero ROI. Um, I, I actually don't think it was a. It would. It should have been a good event for us. Um, I, I think uh, sometimes it's a fluke. You know, sometimes there's something with the floor plan that doesn't really work out. That was really the case for this event. 
Uh, we were at a corner that, looking at the map, we thought would be super busy. Uh, but in reality, it just turned out that the traffic just didn't flow that way. Uh, so, and and that's you know feedback that you give to the conference organizers, and and they they'll they'll try to improve next time, and maybe maybe do something for for us. Um, so we have had events like that, but uh, I mean I I think that is the only event where we didn't feel at least that there was a good return on investment. I mean sometimes we don't have like a tangible you know here's what our CRM says this event you know bagged us essentially. We don't always have that kind of as a firm number, but I think this is the only event we've gone to where where we were we were we were like uh, okay that that one that was a flop you know, but most of them and and that's out of yeah I don't know thirty forty events something like that maybe okay. yeah thirty at least probably. So you've got a pretty good success rate. Uh, I would say, I would say so. Widely. I would say <laughs> so. Um, we we tend to go for an exhibition booth when we go to events. Uh, because we're there to to sell, and as I said, you you can sort of walk around the show and and tell people about your product, um, but a, a lot of those folks are going to be in a sales mode themselves, so it's difficult. Um, but we also we also sometimes do events where we maybe have a small speaking slot instead of a instead of a booth, and then it's more about brand awareness. Okay, um, and um, obviously this year Sasdoc, uh, you also were involved in the startup competition, um, and so what made you want to 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 enter that? Um, and then tell us a little bit about your your kind of journey through that. Absolutely. So yeah, so the the pitching competition at Sasdoc, uh, I, I wasn't going to enter it, uh, <laughs> but my my co-founder Gilsey uh, basically encouraged me to do so since we were going to be there. Um, uh, there. There's a there's a saying in Icelandic, "Mivi er möguleiki," which means um, if you have a ticket, you have a chance to win. So that's what he said to me, and and that's why I entered essentially. Um, but we did figure, you know. Regardless of uh, how far I would get uh, or winning, uh, it was a good way to get some exposure. Uh, my my goal when I entered was to get to the second round, meaning that I would be pitching on stage for at least some audience, you know, because the first round. Uh, so yeah, for, for for folks who weren't there, uh, the first round was just in front of a few judges. Uh, second round was on a, you know, a pretty good stage. Not not the biggest stage, but but a pretty good stage, and there was an audience. And then final round for for the top four companies was on a huge stage, uh, beautiful stage, by the way. I, I loved that, like the the video art and everything. It was so great. Um, so my goal really was to get to that, you know, to the small stage. I didn't really expect that we would make it further, so I was very happy to get to that and. Uh, yeah. Then, uh, then once we were once uh, we were selected for the finals, then obviously uh, had to do a lot more preparation. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, and I liked the fact that with your pitching competition, it, it really got progressively harder because you started off. You had five minutes with slides, which is really sort of if you know, you, you know, as a founder, you know everything about your company, right? So you sort of prepare the slides. You, you sort of try to nail the points that you know the judges are going to be sort of scoring you on, and then you just talk for five minutes. And five minutes is long enough that you don't need to like practice every single word. You, you just need to know approximately what you're going to say. And then the day after, it was two minutes. That was tough. 
um, that, that was that was me walking around a good chunk of the day, you know, muttering the words that I had decided to say and adjusting them a little bit along the way. And then last day, one minute plus one minute video before that, that was that was even harder. That was, uh, you know, condensing your sales pitch or your investment pitch essentially into that is very tough. And the outcome was that uh, that crank will won. In the yes, yes, had a ticket. It was. Yeah. yeah. Had a ticket and yeah, won. <laughs> yeah. So con- congratulations, obviously being uh, being crowned the best SaaS startup of uh, of 2019, uh, uh, quite a uh, an esteemed uh, uh, title, um, and um, and and yeah, I think obviously uh, well deserved um, with that. Um, from uh, I guess sort of you, you know winning the the competition, has, did you see any uh, kind of like benefit like from that? You know, from a brand awareness sort of like afterwards or interest in VCs or new deals. Yeah, it was definitely you know social media gold on our own channels. Uh, there was some PR in the Nordic scene. Um, uh, there's also been yes some interest from VCs, although at the moment we're not fundraising. Um, and um, th- there is also you know uh, more to come. I think uh, in, ter- in terms of benefits, uh, from, from having been there and having, having, uh, stood up as the, as the winner. Um, oh, I did go to Holland or the Netherlands the other day to, uh, compete in the Comet pitching competition, which was one of the prizes. So mm-hmm. thank you for that, but didn't go very far there or didn't get, get okay. didn't get past the semifinals, but it was, it was a very good experience though. Uh, another very, very good competition. Um, yeah. But more to come, I believe, in terms of PR and stuff like that. Definitely. And as we come to the the, the end of the show, we always ask our guests, uh, you know, how do they stay healthy and sane, uh, you know, on on their journey? Obviously, with you running a startup and having six kids, you know, how, how do you how do you stay healthy and sane? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so a few things I do. Um, I I, uh, I power lift. So uh, like a five by five weightlifting type of program. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps a great deal. So a few times a week, um, you know, just some exercise, lifting heavier and heavier every time. So really challenging yourself. It's it's kind of like my meditation, uh, because when you're lifting, you really can't think about anything else, mm-hmm. uh, or you, you'd better not, or you might be in trouble. Uh, yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing is uh, just uh, taking a pretty good amount of time uh, to. Um, buy and cook, you know, really healthy food for myself and for the family. Um, so I cook sometimes and my, my fiance cooks sometimes and, uh, you know, just, just taking the time to actually make fresh, you know, food fresh from, from raw ingredients, uh, I feel is a very good way to, to sort of help your health. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for being a guest uh, on the show today. And, uh, and again, you know, congrats on, uh, on winning best SaaS startup of 2019 uh, at SaaS and sharing your experience with, with our audience on, you know, how to do uh, events and the, uh, and the benefits of that. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll hopefully see you at, um, at SaaS uh, 2020 in uh, back in Dublin. You definitely will. Thanks for listening to the SaaS Revolution Show with Yoi Sigurdsson, founder and CEO of Crankwheel, and myself, Alex Thuma uh, of SaaStock. Um, if you like this episode, uh, please uh, leave a review on uh, Spotify or iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. This will help people like you 
uh, discover the podcast and also help them learn to uh, get traction, uh, grow and scale their businesses. Um, go to sasdoc.com uh, to find out more about what events that we're putting on this year. The first SASDOC is happening in Sao Paulo in May uh, the 11th to the 13th. Uh, then we're in North America in June, uh, Asia in September. Uh, the Dublin flagship event returns in October for its fifth edition uh, before we round out the year again back in Australia. So go to sasdoc.com forward slash events to find out where we're bringing uh, the SASDOC events uh, to you. And see you next time.